good day to you and welcome. We are broadcasting live. We are here. We are at Steady, second and national in Walker's Point, and we're having a good time today. And it is opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers, who, by the way, where everybody said that they uh, couldn't score a run, they beat the hell out of the Cubs in uh, the final two games of the series, taking two out of three. And for all the fly the W's that were out there on uh, Thursday, it was fly the L's on Saturday and Sunday, and a terrific time at Stenny's as always. Uh, this is now a tradition for us to come down here on opening day, and uh, we're glad to have you along for the ride. Uh, we are brought to you by our good friends down here at, uh, at uh, New Mail Medical, so uh, I want to say thanks to them for being a part of the program as well. New Mail Medical, our friends at Quick Trip, and our friends at Pella Windows and Doors in Wisconsin. Joining me up here, it's kind of like a reunion. I love this. Uh, our my buddy Chuck Freeman is here. How you been, pal? I am not going to miss opening day with you, Bill. This is a tradition that we're starting here the last several years. Kevin so Holden I, will be down here a little bit later on. Holden is another great friend. Um, but, yeah, I mean, here it's I mean, steady. It's on opening day. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. <laughs> uh, by the way, if people want to come down, uh, the doors just opened. And uh, they do run shuttles. All three shuttles are going to be running to the game constant. So when you, if, I said even if you have a ticket and you want to go, use the shuttle. Come down, get some food, get the best Bloody Marys you're ever going to have, wings, garlic, cheese, bread, whatever, and then head over. If you don't have a ticket, you can still take the shuttle over, walk around, tailgate, and then come back here and watch the game or just come here and watch the game and come and hang out with us. So uh, two out of three over the weekend, man. Not a, not a bad way to go. Oh, it was. Uh, I thought it was great. I mean, anytime you take two or three to start the season, you didn't want to come back 0-3. But I'm watching Saturday's game, Bill. Like um, I'm, I'm watching Saturday's game as if it was a best of seven series because they lost on Thursday. And I'm like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to go into Sunday's game being down 0-2 with a possibility of being right. 0-3. And they came back and they won that game and then got the bats going. They had 13 hits yesterday and uh, yeah, took two at three. And uh, some of the young guys, you know, we saw what they could do. They certainly belong. Some of the veterans that have been added to this team, like Jesse Winker, we saw what he could do, and uh, yeah, it was a great weekend in Chicago. The uh, the, the team itself, they, I mean, uh, it was funny because they noted, oh, by the way, 16 scoreless innings to start the season, a team record. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there on my couch watching the game. I'm like, oh, crap. This is going to be a long year if it continues like this. And then the floodgates open. They put up nine yesterday. They put up four in that game. Uh, and Woodruff threw, I thought, extremely solid. Uh, you know, yesterday they tried to give it away a little bit bullpen-wise, but Williams came in and got the job done. So I, I thought all in all it wasn't a bad weekend. It just took them a while to get going. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, we've from the Brewers of watching them over the years, they're going to go through some freezes offensively. You just don't – you hope it's not for an extended period of time. And then – They'll just bust right – you know, it's just baseball, I guess, and they'll just bust right out of it. But the Brewers are, uh, are are sitting fine. They're playing a New York Mets team that's coming off taking three or four from the Marlins, and they're going to be contenders in the, the National League East uh, once again this year. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's going to be a fun year. Uh, what's going to be fun about it is I think that, you know, watching a player like Bryce Terang this weekend, you know, it's our first real right. good glimpse of him and got on base four times yesterday – he can run. He can feel this position. You know, it's just a matter of if we can hit and get on base a little bit. And, and you know, he did a little of that this weekend. But I think ultimately, you know, if things work out with him, you're talking about a future leadoff hitter on the team. Um, I, I want to I, I do this because you and I have been – and I got here in the market in 99 – I, I was talking on the way down here today. I did a live in the car coming down, and I'd said, I remember the very first opening day out in front of County Stadium mm-hmm. uh, in the old uh, satellite trucks that we used to use, you know, cold as hell, flurries in the air. It seemed like when we had County Stadium, it was always cold and flurry. Sure. 
Uh, but what what are some of the more memorable opening days that you have had? Because, I mean, I know that we've got a lot of optimism for the team and we can talk X's and O's all day long. But today's kind of that day where you go, ah, I remember when. Today's that day when your dad or your mom took you out of school to come down mm-hmm. and party and celebrate or when all the bars used to get together and they had the, the semi-trucks in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been to every opening day since 1975. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ni- that's 1975. When I was uh, eight years old, missed 2020, though. I don't count that. That was the COVID year. Right, right. And none of us. Well, know, this the, is the first one since. So yeah. you had you had COVID, uh, and then you had the 25% that they were allowed to have mm-hmm. the following year uh, because the first year of COVID, you, nobody was in. Mm-hmm. Then they had the, uh, the, the 25%. And last year was weird because it was a labor dispute. And we weren't sure, and then they started pushing games back, remember, mm-hmm. because they couldn't get things together, and it was really a funky, weird opening day. This is the first real officially opening day in like three and a half, four years. It is. It is. And and it's great. You know, uh, if you think about it, I, yeah, I guess you're right about that. Um, well, uh, yeah, so, so 1975, you know, I mean, when it's my date, my, my, as you mentioned there, I went to our father's Lutheran on Milwaukee's south side in Greenfield, and my dad would, my mom would write a note in the morning. Um, and her nice penmanship because my dad had horrible penmanship. My mom would write, <laughs> my, my, my mom would write a note. Uh, Chuck has got a doctor's appointment or uh, today, and then she'd rotate it. The next year would be a dentist appointment, and um, yeah, we can you let him out of school at eleven o'clock today? And uh, yeah, sure enough, eleven o'clock came. I'd have to get up out of class, go to the secretary's desk at the at the office at the principal's office. And the way I would go, and my dad would be driving through our neighborhood. He'd always tell me to duck down because, you know, back then truancy was a thing you'd get arrested for. <laughs> so my dad was worried he was going to get you know, in trouble for truancy. And we'd go to opening day, sit in the bleachers. Uh, right. And, and, yeah, I mean, there's been I, one of the opening days, I remember, 1977, it was spring break anyway. But, yeah, sitting at the old county stadium, there was a 77. I remember it was like a 75-degree day. But most of the days are cold. Favorite all-time opening day was 1980. I was 13 years old. Sixto Liscano. I'm sure you heard about this one, Bill. Yeah. Uh, Sixto hit an opposite field. The great Sixto Liscano hit an opposite field. Grand slam. Opening day. Right field. And the Brewers beat the uh, Boston Red Sox. I think Dick Drago was the pitcher for the Red Sox. Beat him like 10 to 9. And it was amazing. Uh, yeah. the, the, the video's still on YouTube. It was a, it was an awesome, awesome day. You know, Euchre had to call and all that. And um, that's what I remember most. Yeah. You know, I, I was sitting here. Uh, um, we were having this conversation last night because I said, you know, do you still get all the players to come out and everything? I said, you know, it's no, it's not the same. It used to be when we sat up, set up outside of uh, County Stadium, you had that little walkway right mm-hmm. there alongside the third base entrance. And that was kind of the media entrance. And that's where they would bring them. And, you, you know, I remember Mark Loretta coming out, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, Mark Loretta, Jeremy Burnitz every now and then. You'd get a guy like that. Fernando Vina came out uh you know back then phil garner mm-hmm. came out you know it's it's changed it has it, it's changed so much i mean council's pretty good because he knows a lot of us because he kind of grew up here you know and we've kind of sat here for 25 plus years and watched him and got to know him but uh but it's it's completely different it's it's a just a opening day as much as you're excited now as a fan you're just excited to see baseball but for what we do, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be, you know, this is the day and you have bang, 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 bang. You'd have like 10 people lined up, players lined up. To, you know, you'd have Tony Migliaccio coming out and you know, telling you all the funny stories. and You don't get that anymore. No, and, and people always ask me, and I, I'm sure you get that, Bill, too. Oh, do you, you guys hang out with the players? No, right. We, Not anymore. <laughs> never. You know, we Not don't anymore. Play. No, there's a big difference between them, you know, and the media and, and – 
and, and the players. But I know after games, um, here's what I've noticed the biggest difference. Back then, after games, players used to sit in the clubhouse, drink beer, eat right. food, they eat pizza that was delivered, and the post-game spread, they'd play cards, and they remember Gorman and Rowling, they'd be playing cards. All, their families would be waiting outside the parking lot, and these guys would be hanging out and playing in their underwear yeah. playing cards. So, yeah, that was – but today – and today's guy, today's guy will just – they're run gone. out. Yeah, they will. They are heading out the door. They are, you know, they get dressed and all that. But they're not hanging around. A couple of guys do, but they're not hanging around playing cards. They're, right. they're going out, meeting their families, and getting out of there. The uh, I remember the first opening day here. Like I said, snowy, cold. Uh, I think it was Wendy Seelig pre. We had out. Bud came over. Bud Seelig was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Garner was there. Then you get Gorman. Gorman was making the rounds uh, back then and doing a lot of stuff. Uh, Mark Loretta had come out, you know, we, we, you, but you got players. It was just one after the other, but it was, you know, because I grew up in, in Cincinnati and it, th- that was where the Finley market parade took place. They were the first major league team. So they mm-hmm. let everybody in the world know we were the first major league baseball team, but here it's, it was different. It was, you know, had semis pulling into the parking lots and bars would just, just unload people, you know, and it was just, it was kind of like new year's Eve for baseball. Well, I saw that in uh, this weekend, the same th- or last week, the same thing in Cincinnati. I didn't realize they had a big parade. They still have that parade in Cincinnati. Yep, they still do. Yeah. Uh, why don't you know the like you said the Reds had that traditional opener? Why don't they do that anymore? Is it because well they, they still well changed? baseball uh, t- took it from them years ago. Yep. Uh, it was always them and Detroit. Yep. And uh, both of those teams because Cincinnati would always start at like noon or. 1230 and then Detroit would start like five minutes later mm-hmm. and then the rest of Major League Baseball remember then they started the the Sunday night or the Thursday night games yep. and so there was the first game the first official game that type of thing and so there was a lot of a lot of stuff for baseball that they wanted to expound upon to make money off of and it, I'll tell you this I mean it pissed off a lot of Reds fans I mean it really did and then just you know for that tradition but then the Red Sox were part of that uh, early on because Boston was one of it. Mm-hmm. The Yankees were one of it. But that's when they started saying, okay, let's capitalize on the East Coast and the West Coast and start putting, like, the the, the Sunday night game being Dodgers-Yankees or, you yeah, know. Yeah, because everybody in America wants to see Dodgers and the Yankees. Right, yeah. or, or Boston and New York. Yep. or what, and new, You know, then New York and New York yep. and when they yep. started interleague. So yeah. it started all that. It got rid of a lot of tradition of baseball. Now you just kind of have whatever it is your hometown team does. Well, baseball is so regionalized, Bill. It's, 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 I mean, like, like last night, the Sunday night game, Philadelphia and Texas. Who watched it? Now, if it was an NFL game, right. we'd all be watching it. Yeah. Okay? But, you know, when they tried to do the first game on a Sunday night or, or a Thursday night, it's like, huh, it's, a, it's such a regional sport. Nobody right, cares. Right. You know, yep. no, nobody's watching. Unless you're betting on the game, you nobody cares. Right, right, uh, yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, so, anyway, that, that was, like, my first opening day. I had another one, and and let, let's see how much time we got. Okay, I'll tell the story. Um, and and everybody knows Bob Euchre. I mean, the voice yeah. of the, the, the Brewers for so long. Bob is a very much a traditionalist, and he loves people that sing the national anthem really well. And, you know, you sing it the way it's supposed to be sung, you know, mm-hmm. and applauds it and everything. I'll, I'll never forget, there was a guy, it was one of the opening days, and the guy comes in, was, we're still at County Stadium, and this guy's family was there dressed to the nines, like they were just coming from like a, a revival or something. And this mm-hmm. guy starts out with this, uh, oh, 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 say, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, here we go. And yeah. it was like a four-and-a-half-minute rendition. 
and he gets to the end, the home of the brave, and <laughs> Yuke yells out, welcome back here in the fifth inning, and <laughs> his family heard it. And they turned around and looked, and Bob leans back, and the only person, remember the loge? Yeah. I'm standing there. I was like one of the only people standing there at the time because everybody was still up in the in the little catwalk area waiting to come down. I was the only guy there, cold as hell. And I'm standing there, and Bob yells it, and he, they turn around, they look at me, yeah. and I'm like, oh, you crap, you know. So I'm like, I wave. You know? I'm like, what are you going to do? So about two innings later, popcorn starts coming down on my head. And I, I turned around, and it's Euchre, and he's like, I, I effed you on that one, didn't I, there, buddy? You know how he calls everybody buddy. Yeah. I, I effed you on that one, there, buddy. You know, but that was one of one of my better opening day memories, too. Well, well you, he, 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 I don't know if he still does that because, you know, the old county stadium, as you mentioned, the Loge, there was a radio – the radio media always sat in front of the uh, the broadcasters. So you would um, – like, he'd do this during a regular season, too. He'd take off his headset if a game was dragging on. He'd take off his headset and go – uh, get this! Oh yeah, yeah. 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 He, he he let go. Yeah, he he put his cough mic on. Yeah, so he nobody would hear him over oh, there. Oh, I've always said the yeah. day that the, the day that the cough switch breaks, <laughs> there's a bunch of thousand broadcasters that are never going to have jobs again. Oh yeah, just, just because. Yeah. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. It is opening day. We are broadcasting live. We are here at Steny Second and National Walkers Point. Come on down and say hi. Catch the shuttle over to the game. Stay here if you want to and uh, watch the game. They got the best bloody, award-winning Bloody Marys, as a matter of fact. The best wings you're ever going to have. Uh, the garlic cheese bread is fantastic. Uh, also, don't forget, we are brought to you. Another team playing really well right now. Brought to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com as they effort towards the Calder Cup. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. We got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you. We are broadcasting live. We're at Sunny Second and National here at Walker's Point. It is Brewers opening day, and I got my buddy Chuck Freeman alongside, kind of our tradition. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, is going to be joining us a little bit later on. Brewers opening up today against the New York Mets, and Freddie Peralta going to the hill. I was a little surprised that Freddie didn't pitch game three. It kind of seems like they were setting Freddie up for this uh, for this home opener. Yeah, uh, this could be his first home opener, Bill. Uh, I know he's uh, just hearing some of the comments. He's going to be fired up and, and fired up and ready to go on it. You'd like to have those three in a row there. Hopefully, we're going to get it back to that way where you have Woodruff, you know, let, lead, Burns, lead off with Woodruff, Burns, Woodruff, and, yeah. and then Peralta. So, yeah, those are your big three. But, you know, fastball Freddie, he uh, he wants to get back to where he was. Uh, he, you know, he went through some ups and downs last year and uh, says he's in a right state of mind this year and ready to go. But if you can have – that's the strength of your team right there. And all three of those guys have got to stay healthy. Yeah. In fact, the whole team's got to stay healthy, but especially those three guys because, uh, you know, they're going to keep them every game. Um, most games, those guys are going to come out. And, you know, Corbett Burns gave up the four runs in the third inning on Thursday. But if you get a little spark and offense behind him, you're not forgetting about the, the loss that he had on opening day. I mean, you got to get these guys – I just think too often Burns and Woodruff and – and, uh, and Freddie, they don't get any offensive support. Right. Lauer got a lot of it yesterday, but where's yeah. that for Woodruff and Burns, man? Burns uh, Burns was, like, notorious for not getting it, I yep. mean, last year. I mean, every time. I mean, he'd go five innings, seven innings, six innings, give up a run, maybe two, 
and would lose two to one, two to nothing. It just, boy, I, I tell you, that's why I was. We were talking about like some of the preseason predictions sure to go wrong. I said, I think Corbin Burns will actually be maybe third or fourth in a Cy Young voting, but his record may not be as good as others getting the Cy Young voting. Because it's going to – I don't know if this team's going to be able to consistently score runs. Well, you hope they do. There are certain they certainly great, have speed. Yeah. Well, they got that. That's great to see, especially with the two rookies on this team. And, and Mitchell in, in center field's got great speed too. Uh, I, I would say, though, um, there are certain pitchers in baseball, even in our history, that never got run support for whatever – Greg Maddox, when he was the Braves, never got much offensive support. There was times Nolan Ryan um, – He'd have record. He'd have a losing record, yet he have an ERA in the twos because he wouldn't right. get any offensive support. Funny that happens with certain pitchers. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the way they work, but they just cruise through games and no offensive support. And there's other guys who get a ton of it. How uh, how's it been with the Locked On Brewers podcast? Oh, it's been great. Just uh, took over this year, and uh, I've enjoyed it. I, I do a daily podcast. Thanks for mentioning that. Locked On Brewers. Uh, daily, every day we talk about the Brewers, recap the game. It drops on, on YouTube. It drops on, uh, you know, your favorite podcast provider. So I'm very fortunate to do that. You know, I do the, the morning sports on WIBA in Madison, 1310. I, I love that. I enjoy working with uh, those people every day, Sean Preble and, and Robin Colbert. And they were, they're tremendous to work for. And then I do this this podcast, which I just started doing this year, and um, yeah, but the Brewers are my favorite team. I, you know, I've, like I've told you at the beginning, I mean, I've been around these guys forever, covering these guys since 1981. So, you know, I'm a, I grew up here, so I'm a fan, but I'm also a media member, so I could do both. I, guess. Uh, I said at the beginning of the season, you tell me higher or lower, 83 wins. Boy, um, I'm going to say 85. I'll say okay. high. Yeah. So 85, do they get into the postseason with 85 wins? I finished, uh, They'll finish in second, I think, to the Cardinals. No, I'll, I'll say no. Okay, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, 18 and a half is what originally came out for home runs for Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. and I took the under. Last year I said he wouldn't get to 15. He didn't get to 15. Okay. I took the under of 18 and a half this year because I don't think he will. Then there's the bet of uh, uh, Christian Yelich times two plus five for Aaron Judge because mm-hmm. Aaron Judge obviously breaking Maris's record sure. last year. And so that would mean 1836 plus five would be 41. So uh, does Aaron Judge hit more or less than 41, and does Christian Yelich hit more or less than 18 and a half? I think Yelich is going to hit over the 80, 18, and I think Judge will too. Yeah. I, I just saw some good advance this weekend from uh, Yelich yesterday. Yeah. Uh, even some hard-hit foul balls. I, I just saw him turning on a couple of pitches and going the opposite field. Yeah. Some hard-hit balls. So I'm going to cross my fingers. It was only the weekend. I know the very first at bat he had on Thursday, he struck out. Um, but I, I was encouraged, and I, you know, I should be expecting this from Yelich, but right. this is where we are with him. I'm encouraged by what I saw. It's it's such a long season, and we get so caught up because we are such NFL fanatics. We get mm-hmm. so caught up in the per-game stuff uh, that you really don't get a gauge until you're already – winding it up in late July, early August mm-hmm. to see where things are going to actually be. And I, I just, um, you know, last year Hunter Renfro was their best hitter batting average-wise. Uh, OPS was pretty good too, but we, there was nobody that hit over 257 last year. You know, it's funny when you mentioned a long season. It's a great story that <laughs> it reminds me of you because in 2014, 
Remember the Brewers started off like 10-2? and two? Yeah. <laughs> and I was going around saying they're going to finish the season 160-2. and two. Yeah. And you came on your show. Remember saying, you know, if the Brewers finish 160-2, and two, I will buy everybody listening to the show yes. a Ferrari. Yes. <laughs> Damn straight. That's, that's the way that was. So If that happens. So maybe they'll finish 161-1 and one now. Um, but, no, I, uh, yeah, it's such a long season. It's such a long season. There's going to be injuries. You know what I didn't want to see is Luis Urias get injured in game one. Uh, that was – yeah. He, and he he's down, what, about two months, they said? Yeah, two months. two months. Uh, Council says on the long end, two months. But the deal there is he says he didn't hurt himself sliding in the first base. But he came up limping after he got done sliding on the first base. Don't, don't, again, don't, I don't understand why major leaguers do this, Bill. Why do you slide headfirst in the first base? I never understood that. I don't get it. Even Bill Schroeder said during the broadcast, he yes. said it – you don't. You actually lose speed. Yes. It seems like flying through the air, you're actually going to get there, but it, it's you don't. You lose speed because of it. I can expect my 11-year-old to do that in Little League, but, I mean, uh, major leaguers, these guys should know better. And yeah. The coaches and all that, and the professional coaches around him, how come nobody has ever told Urias, and maybe they did, don't slide in the head yeah. first? Well, uh, we've seen a lot of players, uh, you know, Bostic, is the guy that Sean Slocum was, don't grab it, don't grab it, don't grab yep. it, and letting Jordy Nelson get it. He grabbed it, and we yep. all know what happened there. So we know players don't necessarily listen all the time, and reactions can be worse. But I, I – and that's a tough one to lose. But, you know, I, I'm looking at a guy like Garrett Mitchell. Everybody's really high on Garrett Mitchell, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He had a tremendous second half of the season when he had it, kind of his debut. He's still listed a, as a rookie. But I also – for everybody that comes up – and I, and I don't be the, mean to be the bucket of cold water – but I remember watching Kessin Hura in Atlanta when he came up, beat the hell out of the baseball. This guy's big league ready. This guy's good. and then they moved him to second, and this is going to be a powerhouse lineup. And then he ends up getting DFA'd. I mean, it's just a few years later yep. to where he just he couldn't he could never figure it out. That's he would go down in the minors and rake for four hundred, come up here and couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. And, and that's funny you mentioned that because I did said that in my podcast last night. I said, I said I don't want to go all in and. And Bryce Terang and is the leadoff hitter right. uh, down the road, but you know there's been guys like you know, Keston Hira, 26 years old, still in the minor leagues. Yeah, you know he's been back and forth a few times, but you know what, Bill? I have a feeling we're going to see Hira on this team sometime this year. Yeah, well, it, probably the way they utilize the roster and the way that they've manipulated it over time. And you know, I remember David Stearns. Uh, I had him on the program. I uh, was it last year, the year before, and we were talking. He said. Look, there's a lot of guys that are going to get at least 400 bats, mm-hmm. and we're going to probably use 50 to 60 guys. So yep. you're going to see those guys that are high-end prospects end up making it into the bigs, unless there's a monetary reason not to bring them up. Well, what's going to happen is Hero's going to come up. I've seen this story before. Hero's going to come up, hit a game-winning home run, maybe have a four-hit game. Oh, I changed my batting stance, and this is what's right. going on. And then three weeks later, yeah. We're back to he's back yeah. going down down to the minors again, you know, just just because. So yeah. hey, um, so I, I we talked about injuries. Tyrone Taylor's another one that was this was the guy that was supposed to be roaming right field, and uh, then he goes down with an injury. He's just had a ton of bad luck. Yeah, uh, you know, he had 17 home runs last year, but Joey Weimer does what do you think he can do in yeah. right field? How can he give up that spot? Oh my God, he was yeah. flying around the outfield. Yeah, yeah, um, big guy can run, hit with power. He's got an unusual batting stance. Four and what two hundred five or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he can hit, and he can. And he had a single his first time at bat, first or a double, uh, first pitch he saw. But I, I like I like 
that the fact that these guys got some young guys on this team because you have player development. You got to get these guys developed a little bit. Yeah. You know, you got the veterans on your team, but you got to always you got to bring the young guys along too. And so they got two guys on this team, um, and they're going to take their lumps this year. You know, I mean, Bryce had a great game yesterday, but he's going to have times where, and same with Weaver, he's going to have some times when he's not going to be able to get out of his own way. Yeah, I uh, I like the young guys. I. And I'm with everybody, man. I was sitting there yesterday watching a game, and I was fired up, and, you know, hell yeah, nine runs. And, and then I'm thinking to myself, it's the third game of the season. Stop yep. it. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. oh, know, just enjoy it game by game. We are broadcasting live. We are at Stenny's. If you want to come down, come on down. Second and National down here in Walker's Point. All three shuttles are going to be running today, so they're going to start kicking those things off in just a little while, getting people over to the ballpark. If you have a ticket, Come on here, park your car, have a Bloody Mary, have some wings, head on over to the game, and the shuttles will pick you up and bring you back. If you don't have a ticket, come on over, have a Bloody Mary, get some wings, go over, see all the tailgate, the fun and frivolity that's going on. Good weather, sun just came out, mid-50s today, should be nice. If you don't have a ticket to the game and you don't want to take the shuttle, come on down, watch the game down here with all the Brewers fans are going to pack this place. Come on over, we are broadcasting again live. We're here at Stenny Second and National Walkers Point, downtown Milwaukee which is a fantastic area in this Walker's Point area. I love it. Uh, and, again, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends, uh, speaking a lot of great places, a lot of great uh, pubs, a lot of great bars, a lot of great restaurants. Our friends over there at Steel Tank Brewing on Robrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind Exonia, uh, the Exonia Bank right there. So if you're uh, out in that area, they got a big music venue coming here probably uh, June or July, so keep them in mind. Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc, good to have them on board as well. Stay tuned. Chuck Freeman alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you on board today. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kemp's. Kemp's.com. Go to Kemp's.com. Kemp's has been in uh, Cedarburg, Wisconsin a long time and been around since 1914. And if you're looking for a career, they're looking for CDL drivers, production people, uh, also some maintenance supervisors as well. Go to Kemp's.com. That is Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com, and click on careers at the bottom of the page. Joining me here and uh, on the dais, if you will, uh, our buddy Chuck Freeman is here with us and uh, sitting here just kind of watching everybody start to filter into Stenny's second of National Walker's Point, which is where you can find us. So if you want to come by and say hello, the shuttle's just getting ready to take off. They just took one big bus load that's getting ready to roll out of here as uh, people are heading down to opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers down at American Family Field taking on the New York Mets uh, today. So we're sitting here kind of just kind of waxing about all kinds of different stuff, whether it's the injuries of the Brewers, uh, old days, opening days, all that kind of stuff. Um we, we sat and looked at uh, the, the Central the other day. Mm -hmm. First of all, I think Pittsburgh is still going to be relatively irrelevant. Uh, I think that uh, the Cubs, they put a lot of money and they've upgraded that team. I just don't know if they're going to be third, second. Somebody's oh, got to finish third. Right. Or is it going to be Cincinnati that's going <laughs> to well, end up They're finishing. not going to be very good either. I don't think Cincinnati's going to be good at all. Cincinnati gutted their team. I mean, yeah. the, the third or fourth highest rostered player this year is Ken Griffey Jr. still. Yeah. No, they're, uh, the, that's going to be a two-team race, and I think – Look at the card. You see the spending in this division? You got the Cardinals yeah. who spent $170 billion, The Brewers, like 109 Right. And then there's every, uh, you know, the Cubs, I forgot what they spent. But then you got the Pirates and the Reds. Who, payrolls are terrible. Yeah. 
Well, look, uh, you, you talk about a team that's uh, uh, the smallest media market, mm-hmm. which is the Brewers, spending a hundred and what thirty something, oh, hundred nine, maybe hundred nine, hundred ten, yeah, maybe somewhere. But and then the largest spending team out of all of them, oh, well over three hundred million mm-hmm. today. There's, I mean, what an incredible disparity in Major League Baseball. And uh, I, I was listening to Rick Schlesinger today driving in. And the question was, is money an issue? And trying to set it up thinking he may say, ah, you know, you got to do what you do. And right away he said, yes, it's a problem. It, it's a problem. It, the, the margin for error with a team like the Brewers is nil, mm-hmm. as opposed to the Mets and the Yankees and the Dodgers and teams like that can just go out and just say, hey, we made a mistake. Let's go spend another $30 million on somebody. Yeah, if Garrett Cole goes south and he flops, you know, he doesn't, he's not very productive later on in the contract or whatever, the Yankees just move on. Right. Christian Yelich flops. Ryan Braun, who I, I don't think he really ever lived up to that contract. Um, you know, those guys, that's a major crutch on this team. Yeah. And you know, they can't spend. That's just the way it is. Here, You know, when Corbin Burns lost his arbitration case, on one hand, you know, the fans were like, wow, you know, the Brewers are cheap. They should be paying him the 700000 But on the other hand, you know, the Baseball Players Association asked for this. Right. You know, get a salary cap. Yeah. Let's get a salary cap, and, you know, maybe the owners aren't going to play so much hardball with you because the Players Association has played hardball with the owners. Well, why wouldn't the owners play hardball with the players right. then? Right. Because the salary cap is screwing all the small markets. It, the, the other thing Black that I found cap. in this was, and, and I understand it, was it's 700000 Why not just pay? Especially for a guy that's won a Cy Young, you know. Mm-hmm. And the argument is he's hired Scott Boris. He's not going to be here. I mean, there's no way this team – the, the no. most disappointing thing going into the season is knowing there's going to be a large market for Corbin Burns come the trade deadline if the Brewers aren't in this thing. You finally grow a guy. You get the pitching staff you want. They're all. This is kind of like – I don't know if I want to equate it to Maddox and Glavin and all the guys they had in Atlanta for so long, but you kind of look at it in that, in that realm. And you think you finally get these guys, and then when it comes time to pay them, to give them that contract to say, okay, we've got it set, you can't afford them. So the argument was, you know you're losing them. $700,000, while it's goodwill and it makes you look fine, you're st- it's throwing money away because he's not staying. Sure. There, that's not going to cause him to go, oh, you know what, I'm going to take $50 million less to stay with the Brewers. No, no. Not going to happen. Like a Prince Fielder. Right. You know, he was gone. Um, no, you're going to fight for those dollars because – a Corbin, and, and you know what? And, and someone asked me on Twitter, boy, Corbin uh, didn't pitch well the other day at Wrigley because he's ticked off. No, Corbin is going to go out there, and he's a competitor, but he is going to pitch his way he's pitch to his, his next contract. Yes. Right. Yeah, he's, he's got a contract that's going to be coming. Yes. Up. Yeah. He's not going to go out there and go a 10 and 12 and a 6 ERA. He's going to work because he's working for his next contract. Right, right. And, and, and that's one of the things, the downsides as we sit here today, with so much optimism for the Milwaukee Brewers and hoping they get a win and and such an opening day, which has just become almost a holiday in the in the state, but then the downside, the ugliness of baseball is the monetary aspect of it. And yeah. today is the exact the, the 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 exact microcosm of what it is. You've got the three hundred plus million dollar team coming in to take the smallest market, the smallest media market in all of baseball on today, and whether or not the Brewers can continually compete with a team like that, and what what's going to happen by the end of the season, and are the Mets going to be right there with all the money they spent? Now, yeah. remember, they also lost a couple of guys already. Yeah, Their yeah. closer's gone mm-hmm. because of the uh, celebration in the World Baseball Classic. Verlander, yes. Yeah. Too. So, yeah, the, um, the problem here is, uh, I don't think it's ever going to get corrected, 
Now, the, the Players Association will say, well, you know, you got some of these small market teams that are still going to the playoffs. Look at the Brewers. They've had four years in a row that they went to the postseason. Well, you know, they're getting it done. Why? No, no, because at the end of the day, it's the spending that counts. They're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. You know, while other teams are buying bona fide, you know, mm-hmm. knowing what they're getting in stars, and you're trying to get either the guys that are on the last leg, trying to, like a Moustakas. Which worked out great, you know, for the one year that he really kind of powered them the way he should. But you're you're just you're you're throwing darts at a dartboard yes. hoping for the best. And it's like if I want to go buy a jersey in the in the pro shop, okay, uh, on a future star, it's just like okay, I'm I'm going to have this jersey for a couple of years, and I know he's going to be gone right. after a while. Uh, I mean, it's, it's I'm like Terang's under for six years, okay, the, you know, you're under contract player, team control for six years, and then free agency hits. But like with Prince Fielder. The moment we saw that he was going to be something special, it was it was on a time clock. We knew, yeah. okay, he's eventually going to be gone. And Braun stayed, uh, and we thought Yelich was going to go too. Now, as it turns out, you know, maybe the Yelich deal, they, you know, they got a bargain at the time, but maybe not so much. It's uh, it's opening day, and the, the Brewers taking on the Mets today down at American Family Field. We are live down here at Stenny, second and National Walkers Point. The crowd continues to grow. The first busload. Uh, of people have loaded up, and they're getting ready to head off to American Family Field. All three shuttles running today as well. So if you want to come down, come on down and hang out with us here at Stenny's. Uh, last year, well, go ahead. I was going to tell you. So I'm at my kids' hockey tournament this weekend in Marinette. We go up there every uh, every first weekend of April, for usually final four weekend. And he plays on a three-on-three in their beautiful hockey facility they have up Marinette. So I got the Brewers on on your affiliate 104.5. Okay, you know, driving around the mighty between. WMAM, and I'm yes. sure that uh, they're happy up there yes. getting the plug. Yeah, 570, and of course I put turned it on 572, yeah. 104.5, and um, so I'm driving around, and you know Jeff Levering goes, "Let's take 10 for ID, uh, the Brewers Radio Network," and then here's your ID. There you go. You listen to me, Bill Michaels, and I'm like. I told my son in the back, 11-year-old, you know, I said, that's Dan's friend. We're going to be on his show tomorrow. We're going to be, it's right, we're going to be on here in Marinette tomorrow. Yeah, you're working today, so no son pulled out of school or anything like that. No, no, you know, he's not a Brewer fan anyway. Oh, he, oh that's you know, right. He's one of that's those right. kids, he's, you know. He's one of those uh, mixed households with a, a team yes, in the South. Yes, we're no divorced parents, so yeah. you know, on her side. For some reason, got more influence. I don't know okay. how, but that's a whole no- that's a whole other bucket of worms right that's there. A whole other fur <laughs> under my saddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah, but it was fun. yeah. Well, let's sit down and share you- crazy ass X stories. Yes, yeah, exactly. We'll be here all day. Um, well, no, it was funny just driving around, and I heard you twice doing station IDs and just hearing your yeah. Your day, you know, I'm, I'm just you know in a random spot in, in Marinette. And yeah, stayed there. I was there all weekend. I'll be back there next year. But I drove by. In fact, I drove by the radio station in Marinette on yeah. the way to uh, to his game right on Pierce Street. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yep. yep. No doubt. Let's do this. We're going to step uh, step outside. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Broadcasting live, we're at Sandy Second and National Walkers Point. Come on over and say howdy. It is a great crowd in here. As always, but the food is terrific. They've won for years and years and years and years and years. Bloody Mary Awards. So if you want to come down and grab one of those before you head off, by all means, go ahead and do so. Hey, don't forget, uh, if you're looking for a mortgage and if you want to get pre-qualified, you may be looking for some home equity, my buddy Scott Ellis. Homeside Financial. We'll call him 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. He has got something called the 2-1 buy-down. And right now in today's market, if you're thinking six and a half, seven and a half percent, somewhere in there, what if he told you four and a half percent? That would probably perk your ears up. Ask Scott about it. 414 791 7771. 
414-791-7771. More of the Bill Michael Show live at Stenny's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Broadcasting live, we're here at uh, Stenny Second National Walker's Point. They're putting the call out again. Another bus is rolling out of here, heading down to uh, Brewers opening day in American Family Field. Hey, if you're looking for a great getaway and you want to head up north, uh, it is a very historic, very eclectic, very cool, uh, I don't know how to put it, like uh, almost a, a, a um, what, what, the, what is the word I'm looking for, but it's a very storied place. That's Four Seasons Island Resort on the Miscano Island up there in Pembine, Wisconsin. Also Pine Mountain uh, in Timberstone Ski and Golf Resort uh, in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Either way, check out our friend uh, our friend Barb, 715-938-5110. And if you tell him Michael's 15, you get 15% off your state. Don't forget the UTV and the ATV trails are going to be opening soon. In addition to that, they are going to have the pontoon boats. They've got the waterfall tours. Uh, they've got golf, the nine-hole executive on the island, not to mention just a great place to go and hang out, lay by the pool, do nothing, sit outside, smoke a cigar, enjoy yourself, and just take it easy for a little bit. That's Four Seasons Island Resort and Pine Mountain Timberstone Ski and Golf Resort as well. And they are hiring both places. But, again, get a hold of our 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. The place is filling up, as you can see over on the uh, live stream. If you want to check that out, uh, Chuck and I kind of hanging out up here on the stage. And uh, got to say thanks to our buddy Victor, who uh, we haven't seen in a long time. Victor came over to just yeah. to say hi to us, and it's been a while since we've seen him. Uh, we get a lot of that, man. Well, we do. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's great because the fans, we've been doing, you know, we've been doing this in Milwaukee a long, long time. You said 1999. I would have guessed that you because it's funny because I I think I would think like the 80s you've been here since. No, I got here in 99. But I mean that just seems too soon. I mean that's 24 years, but yeah. I feel like you've been here since the 80s. March um, 5th of next year will be 20 the start of 25 years of broadcasting in okay. Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, like I said, I I would I would have guessed you would have been here during the Bamberger yeah. years because <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. No, it felt like a long time. I mean, I I just. You know, it's funny when you, we, we talk about, you know, old memories in baseball and stuff. I remember the first couple of weeks I was on the air, and I filled in for Len Casper. Mm-hmm. And I was telling people about that today, that, you know, Len Casper was was the guy that did the show before me, and then he ended up doing mornings, and he left. And he went to the Marlins, where they won a championship. He went to the Cubs, they won a championship. Now he's with the White Sox. But uh, I said it was I was on the air a couple of days, and I got a call from Mary Burns. I love Mary Burns. She was uh, Bud Selig's secretary Mm -hmm. for the commissioner of baseball and bud had the office here and said uh we were talking about pete rose and said bud would like to see you so i got called down and uh you know uh, we we sat down and i always had my opinion about all of that anyway because people will always ask me knowing i'm from cincinnati does pete belong in the hall of fame Mm -hmm. and i said uh basically bud put the book in front of me of the dowd report and this Joe Buck and everybody are sitting in the next room doing a preseason thing for Fox mm-hmm. for baseball. This, this is down, downtown Milwaukee. This here? was downtown Milwaukee yeah, here, yeah. the U.S. Bank Building, and uh, he said, "Let's talk about this." Welcome to town. You know, it, it, he listens when he was, Bud did the treadmill every morning, so he listened to the show, or every night he would listen to the show, and uh, we sat down and had a really great, a terrific conversation about baseball, about the Brewers, about Pete Rose, about the state of the game. And I was mentioning Rob Manfred a little bit earlier, and, and as much as I think uh, 
you know, baseball is in a pretty good state. I'm not a fan of Manfred. Bud was an owner, but Bud was a fan. Mm -hmm. Manfred seems more like an executive than he does anything else. Well, here's the thing about the Pete Rose deal. We got a sports book <laughs> at a casino in Milwaukee right. a mile away from Miller Park. Right. Okay. There are signs everywhere betting on sports. We're, we are, now we're allowed to bet uh, in stadiums themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Pete Rowe is banned yeah. from baseball. It was, there, are, there are worse things that are going on no, in sports right it. now. If you go back in the time for what it was and the opportunity after opportunity after opportunity that Bart Giamatti gave him to just I know. come clean. Just, I know. just, And then Pete kept pounding it publicly that he was innocent and that he was a, it was a witch hunt. And, and ultimately, Bart Giamatti had a heart attack and, and passed away. And Bart Giamatti... And Bud were extremely good friends. And I have said all along that as long as Bud is alive, Pete will never see the inside doors of the Hall of Fame unless he buys a ticket. He just, he'll never see it. I well, just, Pete, I don't, I don't Pete's believe Pete's got to be 80 years old at this point, though, isn't he? He's got to be Pete's really pushing up there, yeah. yeah but, uh, but at some point, though, you, you have to say he's the hits leader. Right. The all-time hits right. leader. Okay. His bat's there. His Suit, yes, his, all of it is his. Uh, that's uniform. not a true Hall all of Fame there, unless yeah. you have him in there. Yes, there, there are worse. There are worse people in Hall of Fames. Right. Yeah, and has he done some stuff since then that have you kind of shake your head at? He would have been Paul Horning. I think they would have brought him back in a year. Well, yeah, but there's a great example, Paul Horning. Yeah, I, he would have been Paul Horning. Paul Horning bet on football and, and was betting and, and probably getting into a little bit more trouble than mm -hmm. he should have and. They said, Paul, you're great. We just want to make sure that we clean you up, and mm -hmm. we're going to put you away for a year and come back. And Pete could have done the same thing. He, he just he was too stubborn. He didn't want to do it. Yeah, but uh, he didn't. But he's this is, what, 30 years now we're talking? More yeah. than 30 years. Yeah, 35 more than 30 years. years. Um, that he's been out, been, been uh, had to put himself away or the or baseball put him away. So uh, I think we need to move on on that and just lift that. And, right. But you're right. Seelig uh, and Giamatti were friends, and – you know, Giamatti had the heart attack right when all that was going on, so that uh, that did not bode well for Pete at all. Um, don't forget, coming up a little bit later on today, Kevin Holden, CBS 58, is going to be here. We'll, uh, we're down at Stenny, second and National Walkers Point. We've had some great times down here, too. Oh, yeah, we have. And here's the worst thing about doing your show, Bill. They bring the food out, and you and I are talking, and they put the food like a couple of feet away what from me. What did you me. order? So I, I ordered the Greek beef, it was called. Holy crap. Yeah, it was a Greek beef. I don't know what it is, but it looked sounded good. So they put they always put the food like right near us, so it's like smelling while you and I were <laughs> set it right there and eat while <laughs> no, we're on the air. Just rub down. I'm not gonna do Kevin's that. Kevin's gonna get here. There's gonna be cheese all over the microphone yeah, and everything. No. Yeah. No, he'll he'll make his own mess when he gets here. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But uh, yeah, you know, we have spent some time down here. We come down here to watch the Sunday ticket. You know, the okay, NFL yeah, Sunday yeah, ticket. Yeah. So you know, we talk about the. Um, when you talk about the Bloody Marys, you know, Shannon, has, my girlfriend Shannon oh, you know, yeah. has one, and I have one, and so I drink mine, and then i got to drink half of hers. You know, right. she's 110 pounds soaking wet, so she's not going to drink the whole big Bloody Mary. But you'd like to see her drink the whole Bloody Mary. Well, yeah, well, she, <laughs> she, can't, she wouldn't be able to walk straight. Yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah, she, I mean, she asked me. She got on a plane uh, yesterday. She went down. She went on a cruise with her her, her daughters. The time we see on Facebook, she goes, what are we going to get on? Get together with Bill, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. you've got, you know, your thing. You're running around doing dad stuff, and we're doing stuff. And, yeah. But uh, hopefully this year you get a, at least a, by the time the end of the year hits, you get to come to the Christmas party. 
Well, oh, you have the summer party this year? We're going to try to have the summer party, okay. too. With the, uh, you didn't the have the Super Bowl party this year. We, uh, no, I didn't. I, no. Went, I went to one. Yes. Uh, we got back late, and it was like, you know, we were just, just beat, just tired as hell, and just never had the Super Bowl party. And my buddy Craig had one down at his house with about 30 people. I said, you know what, we'll go down there, we'll do that. Because so. she asked me, she goes, is Bill not having a Super Bowl party this year? Because I haven't seen any invites. We did not. Yeah. Because we didn't go the previous two years. We couldn't go. And yeah. she goes, he didn't stop inviting us. Then. No, 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 no. I just didn't do one this year. I said so, Bill's not that way. No, we're going to try to get a summer party in at some point. We're, we're yeah. mulling that over. But it just, you know how it is. The summer just books up. It does. All it, of a sudden, you've got golf outings, and you're, you're doing is. affiliate visits, and you're doing all this different stuff. And. And by the time all of a sudden you sneeze and it's over, you know, and the travel and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, I I told her, I said, I I feel like since the COVID thing hit, I said, I think I've seen Bill like once or twice a year. I don't I never get I never see him anymore. So we'll uh, we'll definitely do some stuff. That's for sure. We're going to top of the hour. Are you hanging for a little bit more? Yeah, of course. I'm going to eat here. I know you got to go down to the ballpark. Kevin will be joining us. We killed an hour already. Holy cow. Yeah, an hour's gone by. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We're hanging out down at Jenny's, second and National Walkers Boyne. Welcome to opening day 2023 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Coming back to American Family Field, taking on the New York Mets today as the Brewers come back 2-1 and one on the season after taking two. After losing the opener on Thursday, they took two out of three from the Cubs. And today, first pitch, 1-10. Carlos Carrasco, the righty, goes today for the Mets. Today, the righty, fastball, Freddy Peralta goes to the hill for the Milwaukee Brewers. Got a lot more coming up. We'll be back coming up right after this.